tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? In this Imagine If presents Characters 101, Colossus. We're talking about Colossus because if you've you've gone out this weekend and watched this past weekend and, and watched Deadpool, and I'm pretty sure you have. If you're listening to this podcast because a lot of people have seen to have gone out and watched it. It's, it's uh, I think it broke a uh, 200 million worldwide. Something like that. It definitely broke some records for an R-rated for film. R-rated movies. Yeah, it, it it definitely did. So we have uh. We we're not going to talk about Deadpool because what? Deadpool is a character either everybody knows about or you know is very fond of. He's I mean obviously in his short tenure of of being a uh, character in comparison to other characters, he's become widely popular. So that's not what we do here. Not at Character One Hundred One. <laughs> he'll be he'll be another episode. <laughs> Three weeks from now. <laughs> we are talking about Colossus, a character that, though probably a lot of people do know know about, but there might still be a few that uh, don't, especially since the Colossus that's in Deadpool is obviously different than the Colossus that was in uh, X-Men 1 and 2, or 2 and 3. Uh, I think 2 and 3, because th- actually he might have been all 3, because I think Daniel Cudmore no, wasn't either. Daniel Cudmore was only in... Two and three, I believe. Well, okay. he wasn't in one. He was a two, three, and in Days of Future Past. I could have sworn. I thought I remember seeing him, but he didn't Colossus up. Because I thought he was sitting there with a kit at the table in the, in the first And movie. he's drawing? I think so. But that, I think that's in two. Oh, okay. Maybe, that's in part yeah. two. I believe it's in part two. Due to the time travel changes, I can't remember <laughs> these, uh, what goes on in these Wait, Marvel, are you trying to say you got like, uh, the, the Wolverine dual memories? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, there's before Brian Singer, there's after Brian Singer, and there's uh, and yeah. Brett Ratner thrown yeah, in there. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the time quake right there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of trying to forget some of those films too. <laughs> so let's just, let's start from the beginning. Where when was Colossus created? All right, so we're taking a look at the basics. Now, I know for sure his first appearance was in Giant Size X-Men number one back in 1975. 1975. If you were privileged enough. Oh, my God, what an exciting time. So the X-Men comic book, I want to say made it to like 67 or something like that. And then it just, they didn't kill it, but they didn't make new episodes or issues. So we got reprints. And for 20 issues, so basically like a year, year and a half, maybe two years even, it just got put on a slow pace and it was nothing but reprints. And then all of a sudden, Len Wein and Dave Cockrum, they they joined forces and they just hit the newsstand with Giant Size X-Men number one. One of the most beautiful covers out there, highly replicated several times. You have the original X-Men in the back screaming and coming right out of your near-mint copy front page cover is the giant size X-Men team, also known as the International X-Men. 
Oh, I didn't know that they were known as the International X-Men. Yeah, yeah, that was one of their titles, which was cool because, I mean, if you look at that team, okay? Which um, consisted of? So you had Banshee, Banshee, and he had previous appearances, right? but he's your Irish X-Men. You had Sunfire, who also had previous appearances, and he's he was Japanese. your Japanese X-Men. <clears throat> and Wolverine, who also had prior appearances, your Canadian X-Men. Now, Wolverine, Len Wayne created Wolverine in the the, the Hulk books. The Hulk books, right? Yeah, yeah. So were these other characters created by Len Wayne? Do I know? don't know if they were Len Wayne. No, I would say definitely uh, Banshee wasn't. Okay. Banshee wasn't. I want to say that was... Um, Oh, gosh. Uh, Roy Thomas. I think Roy Thomas is the one responsible for him. And it's funny because he actually stated he originally wanted to make Banshee a female because the name is feminine. Uh, right. You, yeah, he's always been a feminine. Uh, it's The myth is a feminine, a female spirit that uh, um, haunts men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Banshee, uh, Sunfire. And then Wolverine, Wolverine the Canadian. So they, they had been your previous ones. And then we got some new ones. We got Nightcrawler from Germany. Germany. We got Colossus from Russia. We got Storm from Africa. And we've got Warbird as a Native American. So he's still in, in North America, but, you know, to represent that culture. I so I, I, I know I'm probably just remembering this wrong. But Thunderbird. Sorry. Thunderbird. Yeah, Thunderbird. That's right. It's Thunderbird. At that, uh, it's, yeah, he's Thunderbird. But yeah. And uh, I remember in this wrong, was Psylocke not part of that group? No, Psylocke comes along way later. She's way later. like she's more of a '90s creation, yeah, right? Well, like, uh, there's a little bit of her in the '80s because when she first came out, so she's this uh, British princess mm-hmm. with purple hair, and she wears this big purple costume with a hoodie, and she didn't have the the the, the body that we're used right, to. Right, she doesn't have the the Asian, Asian ninja body. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't have that. And then I think the character's called Revanche. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. But those two had like a mind swapping, ah, and I think that I think that led to Psylocke's original body dying, so that's why she's trapped in the current way she looks. So it'll be interesting because when we deal with you know this upcoming X Men Apocalypse, will they talk about that? Will they address it? Or I'm, I'm going to tell you right now they're probably not going to. Hey, maybe <laughs> they they might get bold and risky. You never know. They might be like, hey, these comic books they have some ideas in them. <laughs> weird, weird, strange. <laughs> It's like they have history of some kind. <laughs> so this is the idea that um, uh, Xavier puts this team together once uh, his team is lost on Krakoa? Yes, yes. So the original X-Men, Cyclops, Iceman, Angel Beast, Marvel Girl, and I believe Havoc and Polaris, they all journey together. And actually, I might be wrong. I don't think Beast was there. Okay. Because during this time, during this transition, that's when we also have Hank McCoy is like, I'm going to go work at a lab. Oh, no. People are breaking into the lab. I should drink my magical science stuff. (laughs) Now I'm gray and furry. Then fans are like, gray looks weird. Now I'm blue and furry. (laughs) Just like the Hulk kids. You start off gray and then you change. (laughs) Gray is just a weird color to print. It's so cheap, but it's weird. (laughs) But yeah, so they got trapped on Krakoa. So they basically saw that, hey, there's a huge mutant power signature. Let's go investigate. Turns out something malicious happens. <laughs> so Cyclops gets put in the the Blackbird and flies on back. And, you know, he's basically wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, Professor X, they're all dead. It's my fault. And so that's when, you know, Charles is like, all right, I need to go and get myself some X-Men. 
and set him up on a new team, and here we go. Now, depending on your continuity, <laughs> um, because yeah, they, because <laughs> they went and made a third team that happened to be between those two teams in the yep. what was team one point five. Oh gosh, like two thousand seven, eight, yeah, something, something like that right around there. that time. Try, what was that story called? Uh, X Men. Oh jeez, I know I should mutant gen. No, it was some some Genesis. They always because the big play is on X Men. The, the the story the the title of that book was called Second Genesis, right? And um, so yeah, we we have the story, and in it, that's where we discover Vulcan, Vulcan, the third Summers brother, and he he was part of another group with um, Darwin, Darwin and uh, um, I want to say. It's not Yo-Yo because she was the secret warrior, but it was something like that. Yeah, they they had like she could pop in and pop out. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but so anyway, so <laughs> these worthless X-Men characters <laughs> that were created just to be killed, they were totally. And, and I liked the idea. I remember reading that book specifically that uh, Xavier put them into a uh, uh, telepathic state or an alternate, uh, you know, mindset where. They thought they trained together for a whole year when in actuality they were actually just sitting in a room for 10 minutes. That was pretty crazy. Like, talk about him messing with his powers to, like, you know, just such a such an extreme. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, he like totally... That, that shows how powerful Xavier is. Yeah. yeah. X-Men Deadly Genesis. That Deadly was Genesis, story. that's what January was, 2006, so we were close. Um, yeah, so Deadly Genesis... So Vulcan is put on a team. Let me see if I can find them. We are seeing. Yep, even Wikipedia says no. <laughs> uh, Petra, Darwin, and Sway. Okay. So one out of three matter. Two <laughs> out of three were just. <laughs> and uh, the only ones that survived from that were Darwin and, and Vulcan. Vulcan, uh, at the time, think they thought he was dead, but. He and being as powerful that he was, yeah, his mutant power set is like ridiculously strong. And Darwin and literally Darwin gets his name from being evolution. able to survive. Yeah. yeah, he evolves to being able to survive. Okay, so that's the hidden team that came along way past uh, the, the actual giant size X Men number one. So in giant size X Men number one, we get Colossus, we get uh, the rest of the team. Anything memorable from that storyline with that with Colossus specifically? Well, I always remember. I think it's funny because when when you have Xavier going around recruiting his team, so Nightcrawler had a cool moment because you know he was like literally uh, torches and pitchforks, and they were going to kill him and because he, like, he looks different. Oh, he's demonic. Yeah, he, he just he looks, looks like, like a, a demon. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so they're like, no, you know, stop, and he stops everybody and saves them, and Colossus. You know, people know that he can do this whole, like, organic steel and all that stuff. And what do they do? Can you lift the tractor? You know, like, <laughs> can you can you punch a hole in this? Or, you know, like... Can you, how can you help the farm, yeah. the collective? And it's, it's funny. It, it literally, like, Professor X is talking to the parents. Like, can I borrow your child to help save the world? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, and they play him up in such a... In such a, it's funny because he's a timeless, he's a timeless, you know, he's this timeless Russian. And it's, it's funny because throughout that series, like, okay, I guess jumping into another segue. So when I first discovered Colossus, it was Giant Size X-Men number one. I was very lucky. Uh, I went into my local comic book store and they had the Essential X-Men volume one. 
So the essentials were these big telephone book comic books and they were in black and white and they would just be these origin stories. And so at the time when they said the X-Men, they pretty much meant the international team. They didn't care about the originals, none of it. And I, I, I remember the cartoon. It was heavily, heavily influenced on me. My favorite Marvel character is Cyclops mm-hmm. being somebody who wore glasses and was usually put into a leadership role. Totally related. And so, you know, you know, you go and you find that book and it's a good origin. It's a good starter. And, you know, I always remember Wolverine would joke and he'd be like, Petey Pierhart. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd always rib him because he was. He was so innocent. He was so, I mean, he's, I mean. He'd probably never seen a woman outside of a babushka, <laughs> you know. Like, oh my gosh, what is this? I, I have seen ankle, you know. Like, oh. You know, and so it was great because. Nightcrawler is just lovable, you know. He's like, oh, I just want to hang out. So when the guys would go out to grab a beer, you know, Banshee, of course he's Irish, so it's okay, you know. He's like, <laughs> I'm drinking and driving all the time. Sunfire was just angry, so I don't even think he stayed on the team more than like six books. Right. Uh, Thunderbird passed away, but you would have Banshee, Colossus, Wolverine, and Colossus, or and, and, and Nightcrawler go out into the town and grab a beer. And so Nightcrawler and Banshee there with their banter, Wolverine. Green's kind of sizing everybody up, and Colossus is just like, I have not had beer. What do I do with this? You know, it, it, it's just, it was so funny the situations they put him in. Um, so, I, like I said, I, I got real lucky when I was reading him. I, I discovered him at his origins. How about you? When did, when did, when did you first Literally, read him? Literally, my, my first uh, exposure to uh, Colossus was the 90s cartoon, right? The, the Fox Saturday morning cartoon. Um, now, he didn't have. A role in the show. I think the, all I remember was there's the episode where uh, he's looking for work right. and he goes to the construction site and the the guy's like, "You're a mutant. I'm not gonna hire you." And he's like, "Well, wait. Look what I can do." He's the he, he's one guy. He walks into the construction site, which is supposed to be demolishing this building, and he he's able to demolish the whole building on his own in the mere minutes. And then he comes out, and they're like, "Well, I'm definitely not gonna hire you now." Like that, he's he's just looking for work. Like he doesn't. He's not. He's not uh, a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. He's not yep. trying to hurt anybody. He's not an X Men. He's not trying to save anybody. He just wants a job. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a good episode. Yeah, I don't remember what else happened to that episode. Well, that was Juggernaut. Okay, because then somebody robbed the bank by demolishing it, and I think somebody destroyed the yeah the. The X-Mansion gets destroyed once again. <laughs> once again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, everybody jumps the gunner like, oh, it must have been him. You know, he just went out and destroyed a building. Because, yeah, that's what happened. I think they come back, the mansion's destroyed, and they're like, okay, so they're investigating, and they so see Colossus. That, yeah. And he does the whole work thing, and, and Wolverine goes and attacks him, but then he sniffs him, and he's like, nope, this ain't him. <laughs> you know, that's when they discover, oh, it's Juggernaut doing this, and, you know, and Juggernaut you being a out, human. And you find you out know, that Juggernaut is, is, is Xavier's half-brother. Yep. Stepbrother. Well, stepbrother. Stepbrother, that's that right. Be, stepbrother, yeah. not half-brother. Stepbrother, and, uh, yeah, he's got the magic gem of Koiderak, the Crimson... Something, the something bands of Siderak. Some, yeah, there you go, Siderak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so they, they, and of course, of course, it's always fun when those two fight, right? I mean, you have these two giant colossal juggernauts. You see what I did there? <laughs> see, you see, yeah, you have yeah, these yeah. two <laughs> fighting each other out, and I mean, it's like no matter who wins, you better watch out. It's going to be collateral damage. Yeah, I so you know, I've always wondered, like, you you, you see these in in okay. Those DK books where they they did like the you know they do uh, Marvel characters or X Men characters and they they put them all uh, oh, the power ratings and whatnot. yeah the power ratings yeah you wonder where 
I always wondered where he would fall. Colossus would fall. I mean, to me, I feel... I mean, obviously he's super strong, but I would feel like he would fall beneath Juggernaut, maybe above the thing. I, I don't I don't know... I mean, obviously, whoever's writing the comic book is going to write write it what they want. They're going to make the, per- the character as strong as they want, but if you get a guy that's made out of metal against a guy that's made out of rocks... I would think the metal guy is going to be stronger. Well, no, I, I would agree with you on that because, like, I would say, like, okay, let's do a simple ten scale. So to me, I see Juggernaut, and I know this is, but he's like a ten plus because magic. Yeah, exactly because magic. And I hate that to be the explanation, but it's like, well, that's why because we can't really. Yeah, thank you, Jokasada. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, it takes your love. Um, we can't. We can't define that. So he's like a ten plus. So of course he's a top of the line guy. Mm-hmm. I would put Colossus. I'd put him at an eight. You yeah, know, I think that that's he's a safe he's bet. very very strong, and I would put the thing, I'd put him at a seven, but because like you said, it, it, it's ultimately it comes down to that type of fight. Now, if they were to fight themselves, I think Thing would pro- have a high chance of beating Colossus. Why? Because Ben Grimm's a better fighter he's than Piotrowski. Yeah, be able to, to to put up a fight against. Colossus, who yeah, he's, he's had grew up more, on a farm, yeah. didn't really you know fight anything. Yeah, so, just, I mean, Colossus has good strength, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, just because you got a big pair of muscles, if you don't know how to fight, you don't know how to fight. Exactly. No, and I, and I, wasn't, I wasn't talking about in a fight. I mean, literally, like... Oh, like the power standing. You put him yeah. on a, be- uh, a weight bench, who's going to be able to put up the most weight? Well, and that's where I would say, and I, and I would, in that case, I would still say Colossus because working on the farm, he's got those tempered muscles. Mm-hmm. Ben doesn't necessarily have that, so that's where I would say, yeah, Colossus ranks up there. You know, so yeah, I, no, I would agree with that. I'd, I'd see him at a higher level. And and and, and don't get me wrong. Um, obviously, there's uh, plenty of comic book history that puts the thing right up there with the Hulk on who, uh, like he he's 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 yeah. he's. Fought the Hulk to a standstill. Those classics, yeah. The, the I mean, Hulk versus the Thing, just because they're big. I don't think you know? that they, I don't. I really don't think the Thing could ever do that. But they've. It's been written that way. You know, it's it's such a again, and like you said, none of it matters because it's it's all up to a writer. Mm-hmm. You know, but it is it is funny because it's like, well, when we classify Thing. You know, it's not like Thing gets power boosted by his emotions. No, he doesn't. Hulk, and as as far as I've always known, he always did though. The, the angrier Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk. Gets. And the longer he goes, the longer the stronger he goes. Yeah. So I mean, I always feel like that's going to be like you're just asking to, to get your ass kicked. You know, <laughs> exactly. like I'm going to shove you. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. So uh, my first my first uh, you know exposure to Colossus was that episode. And I, since then, I always thought that he was a really cool character because, uh, I mean, I I don't know I, if to me that if I ever had superpowers, I felt like that's what I would end up. I wouldn't be the guy that becomes the leader. I wouldn't be the guy that becomes the villain. I would be the guy. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I just I just want to kind of want work. I just want to work. Yeah, you know, I just I just need to do something. You know, let me let me do something with this. Well, but you know what's neat about Colossus, and this is you know to make you blush. Yes, viewers at home, you can you can see that. <laughs> but I, I do see, uh, knowing your personality trait, I see that because what's really cool about Colossus is he's always stood up for what he believed in. Um, an interesting moment in Colossus history. So there was a big story called Fatal Attractions. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I don't, I want to say 50th anniversary of it? No. 
like 25 or 35th anniversary of the X-Men. Somewhere around there. So this is like pure 90s comics books, okay? <laughs> oh, we all know the 90s comics. Yeah. yeah. 90s comics is when comic books just went crazy amongst itself and oh, God. decided we were they were going to they were going to revitalize the whole uh collecting like every issue is going to put you through college. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry yeah. to break off. No, your story. it's 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 a sad moment, but uh, but anyways, speaking to that, every cover was cardstock with a hollow foil That's trading right. card on them. But anyways, the big part of this story was so Magneto's kind of just he's really going too far, and the X Men have to put him, you know, like hey, you need to calm down, you need to check yourself. And finally, Magneto is just like, I'm sick of it, and Wolverine's like, Well, I'm sick of you, and he just slashes Magneto right in the back. And Magneto's like, that's it, I've tolerated you. I've tolerated you. Not like, <laughs> you got me mad. It's like, I've hated you for so long. <laughs> this is it. You have adamantium, right? Boom. Just makes him dance and just peels the adamantium out of Wolverine. I just remember that scene was so crazy. You see these like silver little worms mm-hmm. coming out of Wolverine's body and Wolverine is just left a husk. I mean, his healing factor is pushed to the limit. And Professor X just attacks in retaliation. He's like, that's it, Eric. And he just, you know, goes after a mental powers galore to the point where he wipes Magneto out to, like, being a vegetable. And all that happens. And Colossus is like, no, that's not right. And he picks up Magneto's body and he's like, I'm going with the Acolytes. And we're going to take him home. We're going to, like, make him feel safe. And it's just like... Wait a minute, Colossus, you're one of the staple X-Men. You know, like, why are you walking away? Why are you taking Magneto? But he just, at that moment... He felt he, what Xavier did was just wrong. Exactly. He, like, it, it was, I mean... I, I, you get that a lot in comic books. It's the, the good guys. You can't take it too far, because then you're becoming the bad guy. Exactly, and that's that's where he was. And I just thought it was such a great moment, because the thing is, what's real interesting, like... I remember reading this on a message board, and somebody put out the argument that the X-Men is just a Cyclops story. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of cool. And you think about it, because, I mean, it's like the original X-Men, we saw them go from the strangest teens of all to, you know, when they got married, when they moved on with their lives, when they, you know... I mean, Hank McCoy wasn't always Dr. Hank McCoy. Right. It's wild. So you, you share their lives. But I think with Colossus, you got even more... You know, he just, I mean, he was. He was Petey Pureheart, never stepped off the farm. His whole life was probably like 30 square miles. And now he's on this international team doing these things, fighting these fights, watching his teammates die, watching his teammates change. I mean, Storm in the old, in those first comics, she used to just fly around naked all the time. Yep, that's right, readers. <laughs> You're more than welcome to go get those back issues. But, uh, you know, so, like, his first naked woman was probably Storm, you know, and he's just like, Ugh. you know, he's at first he's probably amazed to see an African woman, and then all of a sudden, you know, here she is standing before him, this beautiful goddess, you know. and Literally able to to control the weather and fly above his head. Yeah, so it's just, it must have been something for him, and, and we see him, and I think what's neat about Colossus is the relationships that he went through. You know, at first, you know, it's like they went on a mission in space. He bangs an alien. So he's like, yeah, yeah. I done got me some strange. Yeah, I guess he kind of got the ultimate condom. <laughs> <turns into> metal. <laughs> 
And that's why we get superpowers. <laughs> I plan on banging alien. I turn my wiener into metal. <laughs> but, uh... No, but so anyway, so yeah, and, and you know, the whole Kitty Pride relationship, which which is tragic in itself. You know, she looks at him with childlike eyes, and he looks at her with lustful eyes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you see all these things. His sister, um, Ileana Rasputin, he has a sister. So at first he just brings her along. Next thing you know, she's kidnapped by this, this hellspawn Belasco, and now she comes out emerged. She goes in a six-year-old girl. She comes out like an 18-year-old woman, you know. And, and she's a woman, not a girl, because she's a woman, because she's had to survive being in hell all that time. Mm-hmm. So for us, she was gone for like 10 minutes. For her, it was a lifetime living in hell. So he watched his sister go from pure and innocent. Then she gets the uh, legacy virus. And the legacy virus was basically AIDS for mutants. Right. So you use it. You, or you get it. You use your powers. Boom, you're done. You're, you're, you're going to die. And so she actually did die. She did die of the legacy virus. And, you know, so he was a torn, lost man. And we've watched him several times break the hearts of people he loved, uh, be, be transformed by it. Um, I remember I was reading the X Factor book. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, we're near an art gallery. Oh, it's Colossus. And they're even like, hey, Pete, how's it going? And he's like, you know, who's Pete? What are you talking about? So he, he kind of just lost himself for a while. There. He got brainwashed and manipulated and all these things. So he, the X-Men very much is his story, too. I mean, if you go from Giant Side to Beyond, it's all Colossus. And, I mean, it makes sense because there are characters. I know we've had this talk where, you know, like Martian Manhunter, great character. Probably will never have his own book. He'll have miniseries. Right. You know, 30 issues, mm-hmm. but it won't Not survive. a sustainable book. Yeah. You know, Cyborg. He's a great character, but he's better as an ensemble character than he is his own solo. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye, but it's very rare to see a book that, like, wow, he, you know, like, <laughs> it's issue 200 of Hawkeye? <laughs> Maybe 200 appearances, yes. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Deadpool. <laughs> uh, you're, you're right. You, you, you didn't, we, didn't, we didn't hit on the fact that he, uh, Colossus was a, a painter and, you know, an artist, and very much so uh, they use that... Um, to that, try and soften him up, you know, because what what do you do to the guy that's uh, metal hard? I mean, without trying to sound <laughs> sexual, but you know, <laughs> he has to be softened up. He has to be uh, the, the kid that's not, uh, you know, ready to knock your block off because he can. Well, I think that's neat because it's like there are there are some moments where they're like, all right, Colossus bashed that door. And he's like, but why? Why destroy door? Door is beautiful. <laughs> right, you know? door is beautiful and it's, it's because it's a, a, a craftsman made that door. Yeah, you know, and I think that is neat that it's like, wow, it, it plays against type. Like, I know Stan Lee loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like with Beast, if you ever catch an interview when he's talking about the original X-Men, he's like, well... Yeah, I wish I had a Stan Lee voice. Well, true believers, when I created the Beast, I thought I'd play against type, and I'd have him be very geeky, but he's very strong. And so these these contradictions, you know. And, <laughs> sorry, thank you for still listening. <laughs> but uh, so he would have that. And, you know, I can only imagine the other writers and artists, you know, all thought the same thing. And it is. It is a neat quality of Peter that he has. And not to not to bring it to DC, but, I mean... If you think about the fact that he, uh, Colossus is uh, a boy from the farm, 
who's very pure of heart. I mean, do you think they were kind of playing off of Superman there? Oh, I'd say it's a safe bet. I mean, uh, to me... since that first, the, the picking up the tractor was a very much a... Uh, that's a quite a an homage. to yeah. uh, the Action Comics number one where Superman is lifting up the car. Yeah. No, I, I would say yes. I, I definitely would. I mean, it, it's it's interesting, um, especially with, with, with John Byrne coming on to the X-Men. Um, I have a little theory about how... When John Byrne left Marvel to go to DC, he made Superman a mutant. We'll have to save that for another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they, they steal from each other all the time. Oh, of I course. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially back in that day, they were the, the two companies were you know I mean literally down the street. So it's like yeah, let's let's do this idea, let's do that idea. I mean, I think Cochran, right? Wasn't that one of the Dave the, Cochran? The Dave yeah. He originally pitched a couple of these guys to be members of the Legion of Superheroes. Makes sense. And you know, and it does, it does. Like I mean, even, Storm would have been an alien. She would just would have been some alien with superpowers like that. And well, instead, there's what uh, there's Pharaoh Lad. Yeah, Pharaoh Lad looks they're just pretty like, much Colossus. Yeah, yeah he's very yeah. much Colossus. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, they, they definitely they were they were being shopped around, and they didn't have a home, and they they finally found it there. So I can definitely see. You know, he had moments where he probably yeah his inner DC fanboy spoke out, and it's true. I mean, you look at Colossus, he is Clark Kent. Hmm. You know, this is Clark Kent. The Clark Kent on the farm. Yeah. The Clark Kent that, you know. Yeah, this is the, yeah, the, the original Clark Kent, right. the first Clark we meet. So it's pure. Not, it's not the. Not Metropolis not Clark. Metropolis, not, yeah, not has Clark. Not bumbling idiot. Yeah. This is, this is totally that. So, I mean, yeah, he, he was. So I, I could see him totally like ripping this. Like, oh, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to steal that. I want to pay tribute. <laughs> Let's see who's really reading, you know. <laughs> Makes sense why there was Colossus Girl. No. <laughs> I, also, I also thought um, it was interesting I believe this is true. I, I think I remember reading this, but like because he was a he was biometal, he wasn't uh, magnetic or he didn't have magnetic properties, so Magneto couldn't like mess with him. Like they've played with that, they've done that several times. I know in the first ones he he would get tossed around. That's why they didn't like colossus around for the magneto fight okay because he would metal up and then next thing you know it's like oh okay here we go and he's just throwing him around all over the place and then you know so that had to force him to revert back to human form and you know he'd kind of get stuck um so i mean they've played with that they've changed it again okay it depends on I what mean, the writer I know i've needs. read it somewhere that they've they've done that where he magneto's powers wouldn't work on him because it was bio metal but yeah it, i mean it would make sense that he still could yeah i know when they first did it they did and then i'm sure eventually people probably got annoyed with like damn it he's colossus he needs to be in the fight right. so let's let's explain it this way you know and it changes because i've always been curious and i've never seen a real definite answer but i mean it's it's kind of like the Iceman thing okay if he's if he's in his secondary form and he gets stabbed when he reverts back, does he still have that pain? And you know what? And the answer just came to me. I just saw the panel. They did that in those early issues of Uncanny X-Men. They did. He got stabbed as Colossus. He reverted back to Peter. And they were like, oh, my God, he might die. So actually, yeah, it, so that was something scary about him that he isn't totally invulnerable. He can be hurt. I'm curious, you know, what happens if you bend the hell out of him, you know? like, Let's say he's pushing left and you bend him right. He's going to be like, oh, God. Like, obviously, well, it's a broken arm, but, well, like, you know. like, you think about it, uh, the same, okay, so um, the, the first time Winter Soldier shows up, especially in the movie, in the Captain America Winter Soldier movie, you, you look at his mechanical arm or his, ro- his metal arm, right. it looks a lot like what you think Colossus's arm would look like. Right, right. So in... Uh, Winter Soldier, the Captain America Winter Soldier movie, there's the part where Cap is literally bending uh, 
Bucky's arm back and it breaks. And I always thought that's the way it would look if if uh, that's what I would Colossus think. Yeah, because his metal arms would break or something like that. Because it is metal; it does have a breaking point. It's just exactly. really, really far. Yeah. So I'd be curious, like, wow, what do you do? Like, yeah. how do you get to play with that? What would it? What would it do? Well, see, that's okay. So you touched on it earlier. I thought this was interesting. So. Uh, legacy virus. Okay, this is a very big story for Colossus. Yes. A huge part because he's the one who eventually ends the legacy virus. Yep. Uh, thanks to notes from Moira McTaggart. Yeah, I out. think it was Moira had started some foundational uh, research, right? And then Hank took it a step above and beyond, mm-hmm. and he came up with a cure. But the only the massive side effect was the first person that would take the cure would have to die so that it could go airborne and cure everybody else. Yep. So if you think about okay, so if you if people want a little bit more visual and you watch Blade Trinity, it's kind of the same idea. Was the the, the cure had to go into Dracula, then Dracula had to die, and it would go airborne and cure, and cure all the people of vampirism. <laughs> So the same thing happens in this. Uh, Colossus, after watching his sister die from the legacy virus, right. takes it upon himself, says goodbye to Shadow Cat, stabs himself, and and thus cures everybody. Right? Yep. Yeah. Very sad issue. Oh. So yeah, very sad. I mean, and makes making an ultimate sacrifice for the betterment of everyone. All right. I mean, that's a tough call. I mean, talk about being the ultimate hero. I mean, you know, can you imagine if somebody came along and said, hey, uh, here's a cure for AIDS, but you got to die to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people jump up and say, oh, yeah, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But, I mean, if you really sit down, if this was a finite moment, you know. Now, of course, Colossus can do it because he understands the pain of being a survivor. He understands the pain of watching his sister. Because, actually, Colossus' family is very tragic. I, I, I forgot his older brother, Macau. Um, he, well, going back even further than that, we didn't even talk about the fact that their last name is Rasputin. It, yeah. In the storyline of the X-Men universe, he, they're supposed to be related to the ancient wizard of Russia that, you know, uh, was very difficult to kill in, yeah. the, in the mist. So. Which is ironic, because all the Rasputin's gone! <laughs> Dead. <laughs> okay, but you're, like you were saying, Mikhail. But yeah, Mikhail, and he became a cosmonaut, and he had like some space space-time powers... And he um, he got lost. I, I forget if it was because of his powers or if it was because of uh, outer space. But, you know, he got tossed out there. And so, I mean, here's a guy who's basically just pretty much since the X-Men have come to his door, had his life destroyed. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, God, if he could have just stayed on the farm... Things would have been so it much would better. Have been very yeah. different. Uh, yes, he would have lost his brother, you know, because, yeah, okay. Uh, he, he was a cosmonaut. They were pulled into a dimensional rift, and he was the only survivor, you know, and he was taken in by the locals, married a princess. Uh, his father in law was some kind of tyrant. So Macau was in part of a civil war, and then, you know, eventually, you know, the wife dies, and he, he, um, you know, he comes back to our our dimension and all that stuff. So, you know, it took him a while before he even touches base with Colossus. But, I mean, you know, there you go. He's got a lost brother. He watched his sister die. His parents, I'm sure, passed away of old age. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you know, if, you know, in a way it's almost like it ends my suffering too. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, but I, I, at the time he also did, he did have uh, Kitty Pride. you know. He he, had, he obviously had love and it... it it uh, you know it, it, it that part of the story was very saddening too. Yeah, it's true for her. For her, right? Um, 
Which also was a neat segue into his return. Well, okay, before we get to oh, his spoiler. return. spoiler! <laughs> before we get to his return, because I, I definitely have something I want to talk about with that. Uh, the, the point that he's dead, um, that lasted for quite a while. Yes, I want to say... The virus happened in the 90s, I believe, right? Well, when he died... When he died, I want to say that was like... Because it was right before the movies. Because Well, no, actually... It was after 2000. Really? Yeah, because when he died, Cyclops didn't know about it. And when Cyclops came back, he's like, I just found out Colossus died. So I want to say it was around 2000, around that time. Because that's when they killed Cyclops. Okay, you're right, right, right. So it was around that time, around 2000, when they killed him. And So then at some point in, in, the, in the comic books... Grant Morrison gets a point gets a hold of the books and he and and uh, he uh, wanted from what I understand he wanted to use Colossus in his team but couldn't because Colossus was dead at the time so he came up with an idea to uh, secondary mutation secondary, secondary mutations so that yep. so that Emma Frost who was at the time the White Queen only had the telepathy, the telepathy power that, yeah. The, the, yeah telepathy power could then turn into diamond. diamond. Yeah. So like if a lot of the points where they would use uh Emma Frost's power of being turned into diamond would have been Colossus. Like, you know, being dropped onto someone or, you know, becoming immovable or yep, whatever. She became what they needed. So in essentially Colossus is the reason we have secondary mutations it's in, true. in the X Men universe. Yeah, no, it's it's Beast becoming more cat like, uh Emma Frost getting her Diamond ability. Diamond ability. Um, Angel with the healing blood. Angel with the healing blood. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a, a really big uh, turn for the X Men. I mean, the next biggest turn I would say for the X Men would probably be uh, No More Mutants. Um, yeah. Well, and- it was well, it was because it was such an interesting time. So Grant Morrison takes over the books right around the time of the first X Men film. You know, right, and right. and that was tough because it's like you know we Colossus. Get our, we get our Matrix X Men. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, the black leather. Um, but we we get you know we don't have Colossus at all. He's dead in the comics. He didn't make the movie lineup. You know the cartoons at the time. I don't think really even used him there. Um, no, I mean because X Men Evolution would have been think, probably yeah, the years. exactly. I think if they did bring him on, I think he might have been a villain for an episode or two. You know, he's like, oh, you know, in Russia, I have nothing but anger. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work for Magneto, but uh, so yeah, but um, yeah, he didn't have much, and you know, then that's where the writer had to brainstorm. It's like, well, if I can't have Colossus, because that is it, first off, it's a great visual, but secondly, yeah, it's a great tactical power. I mean, you could be up flying, and it's like, okay, well, we need to sink that ship. You know, you okay with being a human missile? Sure, it doesn't hurt. Kabam! Right, you you know, literally so. just drop him, and 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 it's a it's a falling weight. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just it's gonna pick great. up its velocity and go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, and they needed that, so hence Emma getting the power upgrade. So she definitely, she owes something. She owes, <laughs> she owes the man. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's what I always wanted to bring up, is that we got secondary mutations because of uh, Colossus' death. So then we do come around to... Astonishing X-Men. Astonishing X-Men, written by Joss Whedon. Uh, and this is when, uh, this is what, 2008? 2004. No. Yes. You're lying. I am not a liar, sir. So he wasn't even dead that long. It was no, he wasn't dead that long. No, it, it was not that long at all. Um, because, well, and I know because Green Lantern Rebirth, those two came out at the same time, and four is my lucky number. 
Wow. Yeah, it was a, the, the stars were in alignment for me, <laughs> man. I tell you what, I was excited. But yeah, uh, Astonishing X-Men comes along. <clears throat> and it's interesting. I've always been curious... Why do some writers get some things and some writers don't? Because it's funny to know Grant Morrison, who's a high-profile writer. Hey, can I have Colossus? No. <laughs> and then Josh Whedon comes like, hey, can I have Colossus? Only if you figure it out. Well, see, that's the part that I wanted to get to. Is I read that book. I read that story. I read it a couple of times. I still don't understand how Colossus <laughs> came back to life. No, it's such, and it's so complicated because when they originally killed off Colossus, they had him cremated he was the and then, shadow cat you know she took him to russia and spread him yeah. yeah and it's like how did that work so i guess due to the ord technology they <laughs> they took his body and they left a duplicate clone so the duplicate clone got cremated and spread and meanwhile the real colossus was dead but the ords have this technology to bring you back to life which is what happened to Cyclops in that story. He was actually killed. That's right. And then they brought him back to life. And that's then that's what Cyclops is like. Whoo! That's what I guessed. <laughs> Good guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's what they they totally did. So they they restored him for life, and then basically they put him in a prison and they kept experimenting on him. Which is funny because the whole point of the Ord coming to Earth was to stop this mutant that would destroy their planet. They the, brought him back to life because it was Colossus. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, he killed himself. You guys were totally cool if he just stayed in space. Because but they no. had some kind of prophecy. Yeah, right? yeah, but no, instead they have to get him, and then there you go. So, and then what do we have? We have, uh, uh, what's what was the main Ord's name? Uh, anyways, he ended up... Actually, his name was Ord. Okay. His name was Ord, so I don't know whatever his was alien Break race World. was. Yeah, Breakworld, there we go. I remember that was the name of the, the planet, but... So Ord, you know, Breakers. <laughs> ends up uh, creating a missile that he's going to shoot at Earth oh, to God, pay for yeah. the fact that they destroyed his break world. And uh, we have all, what is it? Okay, so I thought this was, that was a little creative. That you have all the heroes sitting there looking at this thing. <laughs> and each one of them has, because of a psychic like defense, this... Missile has. I loved that, yeah. Storm <laughs> looks at it and she's like, oh, I'll knock it out of the sky with a giant lightning bolt. Captain America's like, I'll swat it away with my shield. <laughs> Thor just hits it with his hammer. And Peter Parker, Spider-Man's like, web, web. And he's like, yeah, I missiled the, or I webbed up this giant missile that's the size of a planet. Wait, what? Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's what yeah, he wakes exactly. up. They and, all, they all in, their, in their minds stopped the big crisis or the big... Uh, Missile from from happening by their own special way, but it was just a uh, defense mechanism of the missile had to stop them from trying. And yeah. so, what they really find figure it out is use uh, Kitty Pride's power to uh, make her phase the missile and herself through the planet Earth. Well, they thought didn't they first they thought they were just going to let her phase into it and then turn the mechanism off yeah actually you're right that's right because she can when she phases through stuff she can disrupt electronics right so they thought oh this bullet must have some electronics in it and they shoot her in there and it's like nope it's just a bullet it's solid metal that's being shot at the earth so uh when she ends up phasing the whole thing it goes past the earth or through the earth but but unfortunately she's not able to phase back yeah and um so yeah, so now it's funny because the shoes on the other foot. Because she had lungs. just got him back from the dead, and now he lost her right. to death. And actually, just jumping back, that issue was beautiful. The issue when she discovers he's alive, and it was funny because at the time you're reading this book, Astonishing X Men, and you don't know what it's going to be. 
because astonishing was never an adjective used. True. So it's like, is this a miniseries? What is it going to be? And I think originally, if I remember correctly, I think they were kind of pushing it as a six-issue mini. But then it's like, well, hell, you guys want to keep making it, we'll keep putting it out there. It didn't ship always on time. Like John Cassidy, great artist. I love his work. I actually, yeah. But I he's very like his, slow. Yeah. You know, so and I get it. You know, he gets quality work. So, you know, but at the same time, you pay the price. So they they had that. And so in the first arc called Gifted, um, we have a lot of the elements that we see from X-Men 3 where this doctor creates a cure for the mutants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it a cure or is it a curse? You know, what's going on with that? So anyways... Um, Kitty's down in the depths and she opens up this prison cell and there's Colossus. Now, what was funny was the marketing at the time. So in one of the issues, like, to be continued, and they draw this big, giant phoenix bird. And you're like, oh, my God, we're going to get Gene back. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like a classic X-Men Returns. Gene's back. Yeah, Gene. And then they show the cover. <clears throat> and they did a good job. Because Colossus has this metal flat top thing going on, and he's got this you know light metal and this dark metal hair, light metal skin. Well, it kind of looks like Mr. Sinister. So they made sure to put the cover with this red tint on it. And you're like, oh, Gene's coming back, Mr. Sinister. Yeah, totally not seeing this at all. And then as you're reading the book, it's like, that's Colossus. And I love the way they did it. It shows like Kitty and Colossus standing in front of each other. And then you hear the guards come in and Colossus just looks at her and looks up and just with this rage face just charges right through her because, you know, she goes she, intangible. Yeah, she's going to go intangible. Yeah. And so she's just sitting there and the next panel you see her put her hand on her heart and she's like, oh, my God. And he's just killing now. He's so <laughs> bloodlust angry. He's like, ah, you know, going Arnold on them, you know. And, and then he comes back and they're talking and she's like, I cremated you. Oh, my God. You were dead. And he's just like. You're, it sounds very beautiful, the funeral you've done for me, you know. And, and next thing you know, boom, they're exploring with, you know, them having sex, I guess. You know, they were they were having such great sex that she <laughs> phased through, through it. So she, like, orgasm-powered, you know. So, you <laughs> know, they're all that. downstairs eating breakfast, and here comes a naked kitty pride with <laughs> with uh, blankets running up the stairs, you know. <laughs> Thank God that place is a school. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, now Kitty's gone, and so Colossus has to deal with the loss. So, yeah, that was a very tragic moment, which... Helps because the next tour on Colossus's journey is fear itself. So fear itself is uh, he gets he gets uh, basically the the end of it. He gets the 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 mystic gems or the, the, the mystic band, the crimson bands of Satarak or whatever it's called. Yeah. He basically, he gets the power of Satarak. He becomes Satarak's avatar on Earth. Yeah, because the original Juggernaut accepted these new Asgardian demon powers. And so he becomes an even bigger entity, and so obviously Koiderak needs a, a mascot, uh, an avatar, and you know Colossus is like, give it to me, because I need power, I need the power to stop him. And so now we have this Colossus-Juggernaut hybrid, which right. is really cool looking visually. <laughs> visually, yes. You know, and, and, and it did some stuff. I mean, it, it really made, it made Pitor just be way different. You know, he Very was, much so. He was not his same artist self. He wasn't at peace. He was fighting a demon. And then to make matters better, Kitty comes back. You know, so Magneto flies up and he's like, well, I want to join the X-Men. How do I get them to think I trust them? So he pulls the bullet out of space 
manages to set Kitty free, and then you know they spend the next couple of months trying to get her to get to a point where she can stay back to normal. Right, she can stay uh, tangible. Yep, she, she can stay tangible. Because most people don't know is her her natural state is in, intangible. I did not know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, her natural state is, is and that's why it works a lot of the times when she's not paying attention. Like if she if say she's coming around a corner and someone takes a a, a, a sharp turn, sharp, she'll just go or like through. a sword or something at her head. You know, she she cannot think about. She just has to stop thinking about being tangible when she's intangible. My question is, what corners do you turn? <laughs> Look, when you when you're going into the you know the the place where the last crusade knight lives and you need to find the cup of the cartmere, first thing you have to do is duck and bow, you know, because the pious man bows. <laughs> so it sounds like we've got weekend plans. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's cool. I did not know that. I did not know that. But uh, so yeah, so Colossus now has the Juggernaut power. Uh, he joins up. I'm trying to remember if I remember this. Let's see. So then we have the schism. So Wolverine and Cyclops have a big hissy, mm-hmm. which was. Have you gone back and reread that story recently? I okay, then don't. Okay. <laughs> well, it's 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 such a backwards idea. Cyclops is okay with training mutant children to defend themselves, right? And Wolverine's like, no. Yeah. What? The one that's trained. Many young children to yeah. defend themselves. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like in the ways of Bushido. Yeah, of all things. Yeah, right. <laughs> just looking at them like you have. Wow, you know. But it was just you know. Well, hey, let's make Cyclops Magneto because it would have been easier to make Wolverine Magneto. Right. So it's let's go counter on be, this one. You, you mean know? like Civil War, where it would have been easy to make Captain America pro registration? Yeah, exactly. And, and the other way around, but no, exactly. No, it's it's true. It's 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 like well, we got to play against type. So anyway, so Cyclops forms the Extinction Team, and these are the most powerful mutants out there. And guess who gets a seat? Colossonaut. <laughs> Colossonaut. I like that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm throwing that one Juggersis. out there. Juggersis. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he he was a great asset to the team because the next thing we have coming up is the Avengers versus X Men. So very big power shift for oh, for Colossus. Well, what was really cool? I remember there was one moment. So of course Captain America is trying to figure out all right who who's going to fight who how do I strategize this? And he gets Red Hulk to go up against Colossonon. Makes sense. And it's like, all right, this is going to be interesting. And there they are. They're underwater fighting it out. And it's to a point where, like, Colossus is going to win. He's to a point where he just looks like this red devil dinosaur. <laughs> like, he's got spikes and a tail, and he's just monstrous. That's right. And Red Hulk's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Every time I hit him, it hurts, you know? Like Deadpool in the movie. <laughs> take that. Whack. Take that. Whack. <laughs> I'm going to be the one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. So, you know, but luckily Pietor's in there, and he's like, no, you have to stop me. And he manages to use all his willpower to power down. And he's like, knock me the hell out. Do it. And he did it. You know, Red Hulk did it to his surprise, and that was that. And then the story continues along, which it shouldn't have. The Phoenix Force power is oh, coming God. to Earth. Yeah, so the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth. Tony Stark makes a, 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 a disruptor of some kind, Thinking and it should kill it. Right. But instead, it breaks it off into five little pieces, going to Cyclops, Emma Frost, Namor, Ileana, and Colossus. And Colossus, uh, you know, being the... I mean, we're skipping forward, but, you know... The, the, we're doing you a favor. <laughs> Colossus being the artist, the, that's the one one part of his personality we've already talked about, uh, decides he's going to be play creationist. He 
He wants to use, do his uh, painting and, and sculpting of clay with real life beings. Yeah, <laughs> so he creates remember, animals that don't exist. And, oh, God. Well, the worst was when he gave the whales arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. They literally have this panel of these whales with human arms and legs walking up <laughs> on the land and like, just dying, you know. <laughs> it was so horrible. And the best part of it. So Colossus, because, yeah, during the schism... Colossus and Kitty didn't agree with each other, so she went with Wolverine. So she's on his team. So they're kind of broken up, and he wants to woo her. Because, again, some of the X-Men are like, no, we're pro-Avenger as opposed to pro-X-Men. And so, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I want to have dinner dates with you. Come to me. And, you know, he takes her out in the middle of the ocean, parts the seas, and they're eating, and she's kind of like, you're 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 compensating too much. You're you're, you're being a jerk, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, he's getting violently angry because he's got Koiderak, he's got the Phoenix, he's just a rage ball in this pure <laughs> heart. So yeah, it was bad. So she officially like that's when their relationship ended. Right. You know, now they're to a point where they're just friends. You know, which is cool. You know, it's cool that they went through that and they can still talk because they did have there was a fun moment in one of the books. And Ileana and Kitty, they're like, we're still friends even though Peter's around, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. And one time, Peter has to get Kitty to talk to Ileana. And he's like, you know, will you come with me? Will you do this? And she's like, yeah, of course. And they talk to Ileana, and Ileana's like, oh, I'm going to stop being crazy now. (laughs) And then it's funny because she turns around and she's like, when are you going to start dating my brother again? (laughs) And it's awkward because she's engaged to Star-Lord. And it's like, ooh, okay. So then, but uh, uh, back to the Phoenix Force, wasn't he the only one to actually just give up the power? No, I don't think he did. I, I think, I'm trying to remember. So Namor... The power left him because he used the power for evil. Right. Because he brought tidal waves down on Wakanda and destroyed it, so the power left him. Then the next ones to go were Colossus and Ileana, because Colossus was basically making these abominations, and Ileana was trapping all the heroes and villains in limbo, which she was bringing to Earth. Mm -hmm. So they basically both kind of were found dishonorable, in a sense. Mm. And, you know, because I think it was Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man made, like, the ultimate heroic play to save some of his teammates in Limbo. And Colossus is beating the snot out of him. And then finally it's just kind of like, you know what? You're awful. You're evil. So, the you know, the Phoenix left Force him. left him. So it, um, then it's split between Emma and... Uh, Emma and, and Scott. And yeah. Scott. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's pretty much the, where we're at with, with Colossus at this point. Uh, for alternate universes, if you read Ultimate X Men, uh, the a big character change they made for him in there was that he was homosexual. That was a big one and, at the time. Wow! Right? I mean, this was this is Ultimate X Men. This is where the the book the the Marvel creations were supposed to be brought into a newer generation, retold uh, without harming the six one six universe, which I know I'm not supposed to be using anymore, <laughs> but I'm still going to. Uh, but the Ultimate Universe, you know, had a homosexual uh, Pietro Rasputin. I don't know if they really they, they they started just calling him Peter in that. I don't think there was really that much. I of think the, yeah, they didn't do the, the Pietro, Russian part they just did so much. Peter. Um, I think it was a lot of because you know, obviously, when uh, Colossus was created, that's still the height of the Cold War. You know, so we don't really have that anymore. Yeah. At least we well, didn't at that time. We kind of coming back. Yeah, no, <laughs> climate change. Yeah, no, but. Uh, um, 
We well, it's funny because I don't think they really even touched on his farm origins. Because if I remember correctly, he was like a mobster hitman. So That's he right. was over here in America working the Russian mob. So mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense that hey, we're gonna call you Peter. We're gonna try to get you, you know, American street. And, yeah, and uh, eventually he ends up with North Star as a yep. boyfriend in yep. the in the X Men universe. I don't know if he, I don't remember if he made it past. Um, the Magneto tidal wave that pretty much wiped out most of uh, Ultimate X-Men at that I, point. I want to say, I think during the Ultimatum, he probably was killed. Yeah. God, they killed so, so many. many characters in that. that, that, at that. Jeez. Like, just, like, named X-Men, like, people that are a part of the X-Men. But then, it was funny, because he came back with the next book. He did? No, no, I'm not saying oh. he did. I'm just saying they did. The Marvel, when they came back with the next Ultimate X-Men book, there were a lot of characters there that I still knew, and I was like... Oh yeah, you know these are characters that could be really cool, and they never really get the the the, the spotlight the they they, yeah. they would they would they would, they could get in the six one six universe. Um, but I did like that book, so yeah, I don't remember if he he made it past. Uh, no, Ultimate. I don't think he did. I think they they wiped him out there because God, yeah, so many, and you know, I don't I don't think he survived. So yeah, that was that was a shame where they took him out there. Um, plenty of what ifs. I know plenty there was of what one. Ifs. One, and it was funny, we should have touched on this over in Imagine If. I think we did. And when we reimagined something. So they did kind of their version of Red Sun, and they had it be the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And basically, Reed Richards gets the Colossus power. No, I don't think it was Reed Richards. I want to say... It was like their Ben Graham, right? Actually, it was Pietor. Oh, okay. It was he was he was the cosmonaut that was taken, and you know he basically is the Ben Grimm, the thing of the group, right, right. but he's got the metal, the biometal look to him. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so that was a cool one. Um, let's see, where is he now? Well, well we've got him. That's in- exactly where I, want to, where I want to end with. I mean, sparing the comic books, where is he now? He's in Deadpool. We just saw. Yes. Him. Uh, what do you think of his character in that? Now, it's definitely different from the, the two X Men or three X Men movies we've already seen him in. Well, I got to say, I, I give props to the actor. I mean, he, he did it. You know, it's like, wow, he, he had a pure Colossus. Because Colossus is that way. You know, he's like, you must be hero. You must do good right. things. It, no matter how many times Wade Wilson in this movie did bad things, oh, he, God. <laughs> he was still very much like, you are a hero. You yeah. can be a hero. The whole there speech. There are four or five moments yeah, in the, lifetime. The five, six <laughs> moments that, you know, you, you, you tend to be a hero is what makes you a hero. was actually a really good speech. Oh, that was beautiful. A secondary... Almost a thirdary character, you know. Well, it's funny that he was more popular than Deadpool, and now he's like the guest star in the Deadpool movie. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, there, ain't, there ain't too many characters in the Marvel universe that are more popular than Deadpool at this point. Oh God, no kidding. <laughs> you know that's very true. But yeah, no, he. Uh, I, I I thought it was great. Um, I mean, not to say I think it was Daniel Cudmore, right? He was the first Colossus, right? I mean, he did a good job with what he had, right? Right. You know, and, 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 and like, that's like I, we've said in other other pod, other uh, shows. Uh, the that those movies, those X Men movies, were were the ultimate X Men. It's that's a good way to look at it. it yeah, it's the ultimate books brought to the screen because they didn't really want to use the older uh, older classic look or classic characters. Well, it was still now tough with all the backstory. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now we're they're getting. I think with Days of Future Past really wiping out a lot of the the X Men movies that already happened, they're trying to be like, oh yeah. Maybe sticking with the 616 origins and stuff like that would be a good idea, and that's what we get Deadpool. Well, it's funny because, I mean, looking at that, yeah, it's true. Like, when the X-Men films came out, superheroics were different. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you had you had just barely had... No, Spider-Man wasn't even out yet. I mean, you had right. Blade. Blade X-Men is came, pretty much right. the first Marvel of this new era. 
and you know he's not like somebody could literally look at that and be like oh i didn't know that was a comic book no no you, you wouldn't, know, a yeah. lot of people were just like oh wow and so then you had x-men that was the first all right this is the top tier stuff that's going to make it and they got optioned out to Fox, and Fox was like, well... Because they even said it themselves, oh, you know, we don't really want to use the costumes, the yellow spandex. What did Negasonic Teenage War Girl, Teen Girl, whatever awesome name chick... <laughs> what was she wearing? Yellow spandex. Yellow spandex. Well, I mean, the classic X-Men uniform, yeah, the training uniform. Exactly. Colossus had a superhero uniform. He had know? his red and black uniform. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like, at the time, they were afraid of that stuff, and... You know, and it's true. You look at the X-Men, it's like, oh, let's just put them in these black leather outfits. You know, and then the comics, okay, well, we got to follow suit. So, yeah, they were afraid to take risk. I don't think they, you know, believed that, oh, these comics, that's dumb. Deadpool really disproves that. Right. You know, I mean. And, and so, and then speaking of another a big part for Colossus to his character from the comic books, after the, there's six, five or six moments in, in life to prove that you're the true hero, there is the... Oh, oh! I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Your your breast is hanging out. You know, you're so beautiful. <laughs> you're so beautiful, but I need to hit you. Yeah, no. I thought that was. I was. I was gonna touch on that. I thought that was hilarious because that does that calls back to. I want to say I, I'm, I'm picturing it somewhere in those old uncanny books where it's like, you know, hey, somebody needs to go upstairs and get Storm. I'll go get Storm. And he runs up to her attic where she's got her garden. And, of course, she's naked watering the lawns. He's like, oh, my gosh, I have, I have seen these breasts. They're so beautiful. I have seen – I can't cover eyes, but I know I should cover eyes, you know. And it's like – how cute, you know, how cute. And it's He's just a poor so little neat, farm you know? boy. Yeah. And, and they did that in the movie, which was great. I mean, they, you know, and even, you know, him throwing up, there are four or five, oh my God, bleh, you know, and it was just great. It was so great. So no, they, they nailed that spot on. What a great, what a great moment for Colossus, you know, and I, I like it because in the comics, they have made him a little too dark. You know, and, and yeah, as we were speaking, yeah, where um, where they've taken him, and that's you know, that's kind of what I mean. They've a lot of the X Men, they've I think they've gone a little too dark, I and mean, they maybe want to oh, make gosh. them they want to make them more Wolverine ish, where then they've made Wolverine a lot more lighthearted. I know, you know it is to funny the point where he's the family man. Yeah, no, it is funny because yeah, it's like I mean, you look at things like you know, Cyclops and Beast were the best of friends. Wonder Man and Beast were the best friends. Beast is a cool guy to be friends with. Now he's a dick. <laughs> you're like God, I hate this blue gnome. Why won't he shut up? Yeah, exactly. Rogue. Oh, she's so annoying. You know, <laughs> mutant this, mutant that. Before she was like, it's a curse to be a mutant. And yeah. I'm so alone. Now she's harping and moaning about it every three seconds. So, <laughs> yeah, it is nice to see, you know, some of these characters go back to their personalities. Because, yeah, you know, life happens and you think about all the stuff that has happened. But, you know, Ileana came back to life, so he got his sister back. Mikal eventually has touched base with him, so his brother's back. So it's like, well, his family's there, you know. He, Kitty, even though he might not be dating her or being with her, that's still his best friend. So yeah, no, there's a lot of good moments. I mean, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler's back, and you know he's he's got his buddies back. You know. <laughs> so I mean, th- there you go. Oh, you know, we never never really. What t- you got? This is the last thing that I want to touch on, but it's we never touched on uh, on uh, the the Wolverine Colossus fastball special. Oh my gosh, that's where that comes from. Yes. So yeah, in the middle of a big fight, Wolverine needs to get there quick, and it's like, hey, now Petey. people need to remember <laughs> that the Wolverine in the comic books. Is all of five foot four. He's not Hugh Jackman six foot three. Okay, so you have this little tiny Canadian hairball that has claws. 
goes up to Colossus, yeah. who's probably supposed to be, after changing into metal, is what, 6'6? Six, six? Maybe even 7'2. Oh, mean, wow, like, it goes that they, they sometimes throw him up there. I'll, I'll get an exact number, but yeah, the fastball special. Go ahead, you, you were saying well, that. Okay, so yeah, so you know, Wolverine's got to get up there quick, and it's like, well, Colossus, you're pretty superhuman strong. Why don't you just pick me up and throw me? And he does. You know, he just picks Wolverine up and launches him. Yeah, seven foot five when wow. he's armored. When really he's normal, it. he's six six. Okay, that's where I got the cool. six six from then. So yeah, so he just picks Wolverine up and launches him, and boom, that's the birth of the fastball special. If you, and you think about it, you got uh, a guy that's five four with uh, probably about two hundred and thirty pounds behind him, plus metal skeleton and metal claws coming at you at. Whatever oh speed Colossus can throw him at. I think my favorite going, and I know you must have read this one too, during Astonishing X-Men, when they do the fastball special, I want to say it's like Astonishing X-Men issue 7 or 8. So now that Colossus is on the team, life's normal. And he, or no, actually it was probably issue 4 or 5 then. And so Ord is getting away. And they're like, oh crap, we're not going to make it in time. And that's when Wolverine's like, you still got it in you, Pete? <laughs> and he throws Wolverine. And Cassidy does such a great job. You can see the mask like peeling back on Wolverine. Like he's got that face like this hurts. <laughs> so and, and the, the funny thing is that or I, I find it funny that, you know, when uh, one of the two couldn't be there, they usually find sometimes a substitute. Wolverine gets Juggernaut to throw him. Hulk uh, fastball special. A Hulk yeah. fastball special. Uh, Colossus, I believe, has thrown Nightcrawler in the past. With he'll his throw sword. anyone. <laughs> he'll, th- yeah, he'll, pro- he'll probably thrown Kitty Pride too. Yeah, I'm sure they've done that somewhere in there. So it, it'd be... Uh, I, I, so that's I, a great signature move. Right, yeah. exactly. So that, And that's uh, which something you'll hear often when you have those the, that character there. You know, I'm surprised. Did they... I'm surprised they didn't do that with Deadpool. Because if you think about the scene in the movie where he's got to get to that upper level, you're right. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't just be like, "Hey, Colossus, now that you're done fighting, can you give me a lift and fastball special?" In X Men Three, they did do this fastball special. Yeah, when right? they're in that danger room, right in that danger room. But it's, I mean, obviously, it's it's a kid. I mean, Daniel Cudmore is not small, but he's not the size of Colossus in the comic books and obviously Hugh Jackman is not the size of Wolverine in the comic books so he yeah. grabs him by I believe it's like the the, the belt in the neck yeah the belt and scruff and yeah, tosses him up there Does it doesn't hold the impact <laughs> well no yeah it's not the same because it I mean it is it's such a different moment when they present it you know um, and that's what's funny you know if you ever if fans out there listeners Google Wolverine 1980s and just look at this thing you know, actually, you want to you want to joke? Uh, Google uh, Wolverine uh, casting of Wolverine in the 1990s, like when oh they were talking God. about getting Danny DeVito, Danny or Jackie DeVito. Chan, or you know, some people the Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro to be uh, Wolverine. So there, there you go. That, yeah. That's something that could have happened, kids. Oh man, if, if those studios <laughs> had gotten it, their act together, Robert sooner. De Niro was Wolverine, and like Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is Colossus. Yep, or something Arnold like that. was the big one. Like, oh, he's got to play the part. He's got to. And mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been pretty cool. I mean, it, it's the obvious choice <laughs> yeah it's the smart choice <laughs> get to the chopper <laughs> well i'll get you to the chopper <laughs> i will throw chopper <laughs> all right i think that's what we did great that's character 101 for colossus right there everything you need to know and a little bit more so uh what did you think what are some characters that you're watching right now that you really want to talk about 
I mean, Flash. Flash has got Zoom. Do you want to oh. know more about Zoom? Because I don't even know about that character Zoom. That that character Zoom is a lot different than the Zoom that oh, we've man. seen. Oh man, we if you want Zoom, we almost have to do that in volumes because you have Professor Zoom that leads to Zoom, which is based off of Rival, and then there's, and then there's, there's the Zoom. TV and the comics and kids Zoom. Yeah, no, that one. <laughs> That one, uh, that could be something. If you if you want us to do that, we're definitely gonna have to have you oh, take our draw along <laughs> map and keep a diagram. <laughs> now there's and then there's there's Arrow, there's Damian Dark, there's uh, Agent Carter, where you have Madame Mask, you got uh, Walking Dead, Negan. I mean, yeah, and you want a Negan you know, episode? That's a pretty big storyline that's coming up. Yeah, you need to get Negan ready because Negan is gonna. <laughs> if you know what the word Lucille means. <laughs> Holy cow! Am I right? Um, Batman versus Superman next month. You know There's we got Wonder Woman, Cyborg, the other Flash, um, Doom. Aquaman, Doom. Doomsday. Doomsday. I'm sorry, yeah, Doom. and Lex Luthor. Lex this Luthor. version of him. You know, so there's lots of stuff coming. So please let us know. Steve Chime Trevor. in. Trevor, Wonder Woman's coming up. That's true. Yeah, Steve Trevor. I'm sure. And then there's gonna be there's probably gonna be some Easter egg names in there that you're gonna hear in these films. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like, who the hell is that? So write into us, please. I would love to do the research. Tell you the the what I have connect what how I connect to these characters. I imagine Chris would love to tell you how he's first found these characters. Oh, and I, I, to them. I love sharing this stuff. I, <laughs> this is about as close as I'm ever going to get to teaching a comic book class. So please <laughs> let me indulge. I will gladly share. If you'll listen, I'll talk. <laughs> Even if you don't listen, we'll still talk. So, but there you, you should go. listen. <laughs> you should definitely listen. There's a test at the end. Uh, but there you have it, folks. Another. Character 101, classic in the bag. Till next time. Well, first, you want to give out your Twitter handle. Okay, so I'm on Twitter at Stuff I Should Say, capital S-H-U-D. Uh, you're more welcome to find me on the Twitter sphere. Um, so go after it. Ask any questions, comments, concerns, I'm on Twitter, suggestions. Oh, I'm on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Uh, you can find me there. You can find both of us on the Geek Elite Radio Facebook page, at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. GeekEliteRadio.com is the website. Uh, but I think that's all we have to say about this. Yeah, no, definitely um, go check out Colossus in the movie. Um, if you go back to read him in the comic books, he's going to be in Extraordinary X- or yeah, Extraordinary X-Men. That's where you'll find your Colossus fix. Um, if you want some great stories, go back and check out uh, the Essential or Marvel Masterworks versions of the X-Men or Uncanny X-Men. And a great story, The Return of Colossus, would be X-Men Gifted. So definitely go out there, check those out. Hit up your comic book stores, spread the love. There you go. So this has been Imagine If presents Character 101 Colossus on the Geek Elite Radio Networks. So until next time, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.